0: P.A. Voice of Ill uh, Nim BB and Illinois uh, VBB and Chicago Fire, writer, napper, and lover of Dr. Pepper. And we will talk about beverages uh, at the end of the Sounds show. good. And you have uh, you are following 125 users on Twitter and you have 8- 845 followers. Welcome to the show. Well,
1: thanks for uh, having me on the show. It's uh, it's an honor to talk to you, and uh, uh, thanks again.
0: Yeah, and uh, we should say uh, from the Gecko that we are using your service, Ringer app. Yeah, that's kind of fun. We,
1: uh, we've created a, a product for podcasters and broadcasters to help record these exact type of interviews that are long distance and hopefully have them sound like Uh, We're right next to each other having a conversation rather than in different parts of the world.
0: Yeah. And uh, I first learned from it from uh, Rob Walsh uh, at uh, Libsyn. Sure. And uh, they had that on their podcast The Feed with Ilse Escobar and Rob. And uh, they did a recording from an airport. And (laughs) that's how I got in in to know about it and and wanted to test it. And we have a Talk back and forth here about your service and the development and so on. So I will I will start out with asking you what what are you doing at the moment? What's what's up uh, for new projects, hobbies, etc., and work.
1: Yeah, work is the big thing, of course. Yeah. Anytime you're trying to start a company, uh, that tends to filter into every nook and cranny of your life, and so uh, much of my time is spent trying to. Uh, Get Ringer off the ground and get more people to know about it. And um, so that's, you know, part of what we're doing today. But um, as you mentioned from my Twitter profile, I do public address at a lot of sporting events. So, the University of Illinois, which is a couple hours south of Chicago, I do all their men's and women's basketball um, public address in stadium. And then the Chicago Fire is the soccer uh, or football, depending on what you want to call it, team uh, in in Chicago for the MLS. And so I get to do all of their games in stadium, introduce all the starting lineups, as well as uh, the games that take place at Soldier Field. So this summer I got to do uh, Manchester United, and I've done Liverpool, and um, the Mexico national team, and a bunch of other uh, soccer matches here in the United States.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh... I'm not so much into sport, but some of them, and uh, here, of course, in, in Europe, you know that soccer is pretty popular, and, uh, but I learned to uh, appreciate, uh, as I call it, real f- uh, football, American football, during my studies uh, sure. in Manchester, New Hampshire, so I, I became a New England Patriots fan, or Pats fan, and they, uh, sure. they recently won the Super Bowl, we are not into this round, but uh, maybe next time. So it's interesting to see um, the interest there and all about the commercials and marketing and everything around uh, the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty big deal, uh, not just here in the United States, but uh, even around the world, as I understand it. So uh, we're looking... Forward to. I've been a Patriots fan for uh, for a while too, and so uh, yeah, maybe next year. Yeah,
0: that's good. How how do you dare to do that in? uh, Where are you located? Uh, In you are in in uh, Chicago or in Midwest or some other place?
1: Yeah, a couple hours away from Chicago, so I should be a Bears fan. But um, I grew up in Michigan, which is where Tom Brady played college football. And so I kind of developed a, a liking for him while he played in, in college and followed him into the pros a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, that's good. So now we'll have a debate on that uh, on, the, on the interwebs here. That's interesting. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so that, that's funny. So I understand it, it takes time to do a startup. And you have a, on your site, you could see that you have some ventures and some backing and, and also coaching and so on. Do you want to tell a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I've started several businesses in my life, but I've always tried to do everything on my own. You know, I had a great idea that I would try to not only develop, but market and uh, do the website. And it was always kind of just within my own head that I would try to pull something together. And those had varying levels of success. But Ringer has been the first time I've ever really decided, I'm going to jump into this wholeheartedly, uh, quit my other job, and bring in experts and other people to help me in the areas that I'm not as strong. Mm -hmm. So um, we first had to go to a development team and find out, okay, uh, this is a very complex process and a complex thing that we're asking phones and tablets and computers to do. So who is the best in the world at being able to do this? And can I uh, share my vision with them enough to get them to come on board? And thankfully, I was able to do that. And then we had to figure out, okay, how do we pay for it? Mm -hmm. And so I went to a number of uh, investment groups and venture capital firms and angel groups and just sort of shared the vision of what I thought we could do. My background is in radio, so I've dealt with this problem for 15 or 20 years as I worked in the industry and was able to convince uh, a number of investment groups to to get behind what we're doing and help pay for it. And now that we've really gotten through the lion's share of development, uh, we're working on sales and spreading the word about what we're doing. And so I've brought in people to help me with the sales process and in the patent process. And so, uh, you know, my job has been um, certainly it was my idea and I founded the company, but uh, since then, it's been really trying to find the best people to come alongside, share the vision, and then move this thing forward.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Uh, I like, as I said to Chris also at, at your team, uh, the story and how open you are with, with things, uh, how you come about the whole thing. And um, Could you explain for a layman, a person who listened to the show or reading the show notes later on, how is this technology working?
1: Well, the problem that we've had for years and years and years with recording interviews like this is we have to transmit the audio from one place to another and then we record the audio after it's been transmitted. So um, essentially, you know, it, it, phone calls sound terrible because you have to squash the audio to such a small level and then send it across phone lines and then we recorded that terrible sound. Or on the internet, you know, uh, you have a similar problem with Skype and Hangouts and all those kinds of things that internet traffic makes that audio sound bad. Hmm. So what we've decided to do was record each half of the conversation separately. So Martin, your device right now is recording you. My device, my iPhone right now, is recording me, and it's not recording the transmission back and forth. So we have two perfect audio files, one on your side and one on my side, and then when the conversation's over, those two files upload to the cloud, lay on top of each other. We have an automatic process that does all that, and ultimately gives you a file back that sounds like we're sitting right next to each other having a conversation rather than in different parts of the world. Yeah, That's
0: that's fascinating how how it uh, developed like that and the the idea was was it hard to explain and and convince this for the the technical things that it could work out and also to investors and now of course the next phase is uh, who is your idle customer or do you have a buyer persona uh, who, who wants to get this in
1: Yeah. To, to answer your first question, um, it, explaining the technology is sometimes difficult, but the advantage we have to explaining things to investors mm. is that you can play the difference back for them and they can hear it. So, for example, I can play what it sounds like when you record a phone call. I can play what it sounds like when you record a Skype call and then I can play back what it sounds like when you record a ringer call, and the difference is you can just hear it. It's night and day difference. It sounds so much better. So we have an advantage in that the technology can kind of be complex a little bit, but you can hear the difference immediately. As for our customers, um, we are focusing primarily on podcasters and broadcasters right now who do a lot of interviews for their respective shows, and they are concerned about quality more so than expediency so people who want to have somebody on now in a podcast environment it's not a big deal but like in radio sometimes there are shows that want their guests on live they're just not going to record a call and so we can't help them with that however uh, there are many shows and I hosted one for years and years and years that never ever play back a live phone call they record everything edit it down and play it back um, later and podcasters do the same thing and so those are really the people we're going after who want to get a great sounding call who want to uh edit it probably a little bit for content to make sure it sounds exactly the way they want it and then play it back on the air or put it into their podcast or share it on social media
0: Yeah, sounds like a good idea where a great potential market and uh, i personally must say uh, for full disclosure that I signed up for your service and uh, I like it so far. And uh, I know it's beginning of a process, so uh, it will be some, I think, back and forth and development during time. But personally, uh, and it's uh, me speaking as a, I mean, layman in, in a way, but have done this podcasting for a pretty long time. But the first time I heard about co- podcasting from others that have been in it for, for a long time. And I started 2006, there was lots of mixing studios and things and gears and equipment and all things. And when I stumbled up uh, on uh, this guy in Australia, said that I will take care of that. So it, then it was Skype and other uh, conversations that he fixed. But uh, it, it was pretty high investment for him to do. And then the next, next step sure. it was uh, blog talk radio that is a platform. And that I tested for some years. Uh, but then I, heard, I also heard around in <clears throat> podcast communities who speak and our fellow podcasters and others about other things you could do, how you could record a Skype call and so on. And then I tested that. And then, of course, it comes others like uh, Audio Boom and SoundCloud and et uh, What What I have personally is that in the long run, I want to have it, like, as I say, uh, raw uh, conversation and not so much editing uh, and uh-huh. uh, I don't want to fiddle around so much with, with, with that kind of thing because yeah. the whole workflow with the podcasting it it takes a pretty long time with everything from uh, research and preparation and yeah. scheduling and the actual recording and then uh, listen to it taking show notes editing publish it and market it and so on and getting feedback and then rinse and repeat uh, right <laughs> so i, I talked to chris uh, a little and, and you decide how much you want to tell for the future but you you have plans when when everything here is uh, i mean you have a, a platform to work on uh, but you have some uh, ideas for for the future also so we, we could talk about that a bit uh, later later on Um, And some other things that you want to tell about uh, your service. You said podcasters, I I think also it could be, in I mean, internally in organizations and so on, uh, that they could call, uh, I mean, from one headquarters to subsidiary or other satellite office or some other countries or whatever.
1: Yeah, we are not very far away from... um conference call capabilities, which would allow you to record not just one-to-one, but up to three people, or four people, or five people at a time. And so, uh, within organizations that are wanting to record conference calls, whether it's for their board, or whether it's a job interview, or whether it's just internal communications that they want to save, and archive, and transcribe, there are lots of different uses, potentially, within organizations. Um, and, and then we've seen in the medical profession, in the legal profession for depositions, um, there are a number of different uh, potential use cases for this type of technology, and so it seems like we hear from different people all the time say, hey, could we use this for you know whatever it is they're looking at, and uh, that's kind of fun for us because obviously I created it due to a need that I had in the business that I worked in. However, um, there are lots of other people with needs that I didn't know about, who could potentially use what it is we're doing. And so we're trying to uh, make it easy enough for the most novice podcaster, uh, but make it high enough quality for the most sophisticated broadcaster. And we figure if we can do those two things, then pretty much anybody else who's recording audio for
0: any reason
1: would want to use Ringer too.
0: Because often if you talk, and I admit that, but I have been struggling everything from the workflow to the regular scheduling but also to uh, technology and and the quality and it had been due to i mean computers to everything internet connection to uh, to the service uh, and of course to to the operator himself myself and so on Uh, so i i I, when i saw heard about this and saw it and tested it around uh, i I, it's fitting my uh, purpose and and usage very well, Uh, and I am well aware that it will take time to, I mean, do you call yourself that you are now out of beta or what's the process or phase, what what would you call it? How long have you been around?
1: We uh, officially launched the very first iPhone app almost exactly a year ago. It was in January of 2015, late January. And we launched the Android in May of 2015 and officially now consider ourselves to be out of beta. Um, That really occurred uh, in December, about six weeks ago, when we officially launched our paid model. Now, to me, um, beta is just a title that gives you <laughs> a little bit of room uh, to say to people, we are still working out bugs and kinks and we want to offer this free and we want your feedback. And um, but, but honestly, we are always going to be in a form of beta in that, you know, we're never going to put a product out there and say, this is done or we think this has answered everybody's questions. Uh, we always want to be updating and improving and, Um, figuring out if uh, there's more we can do for people who are working in this space. And um, so we know that there are going to be little things that people say, hey, could you change this? Or I had a problem here. Or this could be more efficient if you did it this way. And we're always open to listening to those uh, questions and those comments and trying to make Ringer even um, more helpful. And so that's really going to be our goal no matter where we are in the process, but um, ultimately we are almost exactly a year old.